Hi everyone, it's Sam, NFT Statistics with your Proof Daily NFT Countdown. Gonna talk about Bitcoin Punk today, about a metaverse fashion show, and then a bunch of really cool sales that happened. Let's get right to it. Starting with the market overview, you know, ETH volumes are on that 50,000 ETH range, kind of the middle of where we've been since season two of Blur began. In terms of unique buyers, you know, still not really making a big move kind of in the two month average or so. So ETH volumes up a lot, buyers not. We've talked about that a lot on this show. One thing kind of interesting, unique buyers, you know, we all know that Blur has total market share when it comes to ETH volume. When it comes to unique wallets, OpenSea still has 65, 70%, just the people interacting with OpenSea doing less ETH volume uh, than they are on Blur, trading less of the big kind of blue chip projects. Here you see the ETH volume market share completely in Blur's court, something like 75, 80% of ETH volume still with Blur. Now, one of the things I thought would be interesting to dig into is Artblocks. The reason I think Artblocks is interesting is because it's one project that was really affected by the royalty change because Artblocks isn't traded on Blur. So whereas a lot of the PFP projects before OpenSea kind of moved to optional royalty, those PFP projects had already made the move to much lower royalty rates. With Artblock, it's all, it's all new. So interesting to see how the market's behaving. This chart looks at total royalties paid on Artblocks. And you can see it's just been 1.9 ETH per day for, for, for the past few days. You know, this is the lowest basically that this has been in well over a year. I think that there are a few interesting things happening. One is there's no airdrop farming. So we can look at a project with these changes in the absence of airdrop farming because it's not traded on Blur. Two is that fees on Artblocks went from 10%, 7.5% royalty plus 2.5% uh, OpenSea fee, went from 10% to half of 1%, so down 95%. And in that process, liquidity dried up. I'll show you that chart in a bit, which is a little counterintuitive. You know, and I think what's going on here, I think all the attention is on Blur right now, on Blur airdrop farming. If you can't be there, you know, there's just not that much interest. And also, I think there's just a lot of uncertainty over the models right now. And when there's less certainty, less FOMO, people just don't trade the NFTs quite as much. So, you know, obviously this is just a very short-term trend, but something I did think was interesting to look at. The average royalty rate, you can see it was up around 7.5%, a little bit lower because it was traded on X2Y2 and looks rare. The average Artblocks royalty rate is now down around 2.5%. So about two thirds of people you know, not paying or paying the minimum possible. And then total volume, it's not just royalties down, but actual volume hit a one year low uh, just a couple of days ago for the three day rate. Had a few sales yesterday, so picked up a little, but you know, volume really dried up. So this is an interesting one to watch. You know, One would naturally think lower fees, more volume, but here we get to see one project in isolation and that hasn't happened quite yet. Again, trends come and go here. And curious to see how this one evolves. Going back to uh, back to the market, you know, prices basically up a little bit. The large cap index was up a little less than one percent. Strength in Moonbirds, weakness in World of Women and Doodles. Also, low strength in Board API Club, which is the biggest weight in the index, so it can have a big impact there. In terms of mid caps, also up. Strength in Rumble Kongs, Genesis Creeps, Genuine Undead, and weakness in Sappy Seals. In terms of art blocks volume, you know, there were uh, there was a little bit of volume in Chromie Squiggles. We'll dig into that in a second. A little bit in Genesis by Claire Silver and West Life in West America, Metropolis by MP Cause, still seeing volume. Other than that, everything was below 10 ETH of volume. This pipe Chromie Squiggle sold for 36 ETH. It sold to curated. Now, this is kind of an interesting sale. One of the things I've pointed out is that a few of the more grail art blocks are fetching slightly lower prices recently. Pipes are the most unique kind of type of Chromie Squiggle. You can see the past pipe sales here have been at 45, 46.9 ETH. Three sales ago, you did have one at 31 ETH. So, you know, nothing crazy here, but at the low end of the range, you can see the floor price has gone down, but still I think the trend here looks pretty positive on a longer term basis. 
Another announcement with regards to a project, Base, uh, you know, Base, the Coinbase project, Base introduced, announced that they are going to be switching the metadata for the Base NFT. Remember the one that they sold 350,000 plus, didn't sell, gave away for free. Uh, they are going to be switching the metadata, give us something new to look at, taking a bit of a page from the Jack Butcher book. Uh, you can see here, this is all the sales in the project over the past day or two. You can see the price hasn't really moved, trading, you know, again, when 350,000 are minted for free, that's a lot of supply. You're probably not going to get a serious ramp up in the price anytime all that soon, but uh, trading for about $5 right now. Second story to talk about, Bitcoin punks take off. Okay, Bitcoin punks, you can see here, that last bar is the amount of volume that Bitcoin punks did, over the, or did on February 28th yesterday. And you can see that it was more than 2x any number that we've had. The second thing you can see is that most of the volume was on an exchange called ordinals.market. Uh, which is where all the Bitcoin punk volume, not all, but the vast majority of it seems to be moving towards. Beforehand, it was traded on Emblem Vault and there were a lot of fakes. It was just hard to tell what was real. So ordinals.punk or ordinals.market has kind of become the place to trade Bitcoin punks for now. Now, a couple people asked yesterday, what's the difference between ordinal punks and Bitcoin punks? So I wanted to look into this. You can see the image on the left is ordinal punks. The image on the right is Bitcoin punks. There are a bunch of differences here. I'll go into them on this next slide ordinals the biggest difference there are only a hundred ordinal punks there are ten thousand bitcoin punks the second thing is the bitcoin punks as you can see are direct clones of crypto punks they're the exact same just with an orange background whereas the ordinal punks the traits were all taken from a different project from 2021 i believe called more punks so more punks kind of have these funky traits that you can't really see on bitcoin on actual crypto punks anymore or at all uh, and that's what makes up ordinal punks the other difference is the ordinal punks are much more expensive. Part of the reason for that is they have lower inscription numbers. Remember, lower inscription numbers is kind of the big thing that that community focuses on. Uh, and then the last thing is that the ordinal punks generally tend to trade over the counter, whereas Bitcoin punks are traded in ETH on this ordinal market or emblem vault uh, on those normal exchanges. So a bit more of a process that we are more used to as NFT people who trade in the ETH ecosystem for Bitcoin punks. But a lot of movement out of the Bitcoin punks. People say it was because of the Yuga announcement that kind of catalyzed that. We know in this space, momentum begets momentum. This year, looked at the median price. That yellow line is the median price per sale. And you can see that, you know, really over the, you know, the, the median price was at 0.6, 0.7 ETH just three days ago, completely rocketed up to almost two ETH and then kind of settled down in the 1.5, 1.6 ETH range, which is where we are right now. You know, in terms of grails, this zombie sold for 11.2 ETH. Uh, there was one alien, I believe last week that sold for 22 ETH. So kind of interesting to see how it goes. You know, most derivatives of punks, most clones of punks I have found tend to not do very well, go to zero. Here you have something a little bit more unique with that Bitcoin ordinal kind of vibe and, you know, new meta that's going on, historicness of it. Who knows? Always interesting to see how this stuff plays out. That was certainly something that got a big move yesterday. Story number three, Metaverse Fashion Week. This is at the end of March. Why are we talking about it now? And the reason is because Forbes came out with an article. This is the second year of Metaverse Fashion Week that the lineup was revealed. And they talked about all the different, you know, all the different brands that will be there. A global first from Adidas. Let's get right into it. First, looking back at Fashion Week last year. Yeah, here you go. You kind of feel like you're in Sim City or something, but this all happens on Decentraland. Some images from it, in case you missed it. Different brands created different clothing on different avatars. Here are all a few of those images. 
in terms of what was announced for the lineup, DKNY will host an art gallery, a pizzeria. I don't get pizzerias when you can't eat the pizza, I don't think, but hey, let's see what they do. Dolce Gabbana exhibiting, you know, winning designs from uh, a competition they had. Adidas will have a community-facing experience, which will put their clothes and make it wearable by different avatars. A coach is doing an experience teaming up with Web3 artists. What I think is cool here is that all these brands are taking this seriously. All these like top-notch brands, you know, super high-end brands are saying, we want to be involved in this. There's enough eyeballs on this that this is something that we got to care about. So I think that's pretty cool to see, especially for the second iteration. You know, Adidas kind of got a little bit of a shout out in the headlines. We all know Adidas has released some online wearables. Here are some of the examples. You know, this was their Board A Yacht Club, uh, I think DMT trade sweatshirt uh, or hoodie, which they released, which actually traded for 8.5 ETH back in the day. So I've had some pretty big sales in their wearables. This is a quote about what's new from, uh, from one of their team members. Uh, she said, we've worked with Decentraland, so the wearables will move into their ecosystem. Holders will be able to wear their items. And I guess that that's a little bit unique here is that you know, they are going to be, you can take the Adidas wearables and put them on your avatar. So curious to see how this goes. It's March 28th to 31st, mvfw.org. I don't know a lot about this kind of metaverse and fashion combination, but it's happening. Try to dig in a little bit and we'll see how that plays out. And then the last thing to talk about today is notable sales. Four notable sales to talk about. The first is this Fidenza by Tyler Hobbs, number 724, sold for 365,400 pounds on Christie's, which is 266.2 ETH, you know, compared to a, something like a 70 ETH floor for Fidenzas. You know, one of the, here it is, here's kind of the lot in the auction. Now, micro uniform trait, kind of with the really small lines, is one of the things that makes this a grail, makes it stand out. These are the three sales prior to this one, one at 295, one at 240, one at 250. You know, other than the 295, the other two sold over a year ago. So this is a very liquid trade. You don't see a lot of sales on it, but the, uh, the, the 266 ETH sale we got kind of right in that range. So cool to see, love to see these big sales on Christie's. You know, this was not a NFT auction. It had all sorts of different art. I believe the buyer also got a print, uh, but great to see that. Second thing, sticking with this auction theme, Terrell Jones, this piece, America Dream Life. He sold it for 177,800 Hong Kong dollars, mile country, mile home, uh, 13.7 ETH for this piece. The buyer was Bat Soup Yum. Congrats to the buyer. Congrats to Terrell. Now, a reminder of other top sales. You know, Terrell's had pieces go for 16, 17.69, 12 ETH. So this was not an all time high for him but it was still up there really cementing himself uh, as someone who has lots of double digit one of one sales. Now it's interesting with these auctions, you know, they take a 26% commission at Sotheby's versus just a 15% commission on super rare. You know, who knows, maybe Terrell could have got more on super rare and certainly could have kept more, but I do think for artists, you know, it's exciting to be a Sotheby's artist, to have your art, your art featured next to all these, you know, all sorts of just greats in the game and not just NFTs, but in, in the art world in general. Uh, one quick plug, we did an interview with Terrell Jones, uh, which we published yesterday onto our podcast page. Check it out. Terrell was tons of fun to talk to. Super interesting guy. Built himself from the ground up two years ago. Took five months to sell his very first piece on Foundation. And now he's got these one. Now he's a, a Sotheby's artist selling pieces for, you know, twenty to $30,000. So congrats to him. Third thing to talk about. Let's go to the PFP game for a minute here. Onchain Monkey, a celestial cake sold for 40 ETH. Okay, what is a celestial cake? The basic idea is Anche Monkey has these different, you know, these are like the serums for, for bored apes. 
You take a popsicle, a donut, or a cake, and you can, you match it with your on-chain monkey, and you create a new one in the Karma collection. Now I have a circle there. The Celestial Cake, there are only 13 of them left. There are, there are 15 in the, in the first place. And when you burn one of these, or when you, yeah, when you burn it with an Anche Monkey, the artist team, the art team from Anche Monkey actually creates you your own personal, special, uh, Celestial Anche Monkey, Karma Anche Monkey, based on the OCM that you burn. There are only two in existence right now. This is what they look like. Anyways, always interesting to see a 40 ETH sale, especially for a project like this, where the floor is one and a half to two ETH. So cool to see that. Third sale to talk about, this piece called The Blank Page by Jake Freed sold for 100 ETH. This is a video, so it goes from image to image. I put a couple of the images from the picture or from the, from the work here. He sold this to Vincent Van Doe. You know, Jake Freed has had a bunch of big sales before, 72 ETH, 73 ETH, 35, 40. You can see them all here, all kind of in the video format, but this was 100 ETH. So just another level, steps him up a completely different level. So that's exciting to see. I looked at an interview with Jake. He said his goal is to is for his work in 100 years to move someone the exact same way that it does today. That's why he works on the blockchain. Really interesting interview with him, but really cool artist. Exciting to see the sale. If you like this, if you want more, there's another piece you can buy currently on AOTM. The reserve price, however, is 100 ETH. So you have to have a couple or a bit of change in your MetaMask, but uh, more work from him is available for sale right now. That's all for me. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please like it below. If you really like the show, subscribe to our channel. You'll keep getting these shows every single weekday. We'll be back tomorrow with more. Have a great day.